1: Someday at Christmas, man will not fail. Hate will be gone and love will prevail. Someday a new world that we can start
2: with hope in every
1: heart. Someday all our dreams will come to be. yeah. Someday in a world where men are free. Maybe not in time
2: for you and me
1: but someday at, someday at Christmas time someday
2: at
1: Christmas time So I wanted to start today's show on a very serious note And on behalf of the Foodie Films man himself, Kyle Reinfried, I would like to apologize to Stevie Wonder for Kyle and I last week butchered a beautiful Christmas track of Stevie Wonder's. So we apologize to you, Stevie, and we apologize to all the slumberers out there who had to endure that. But welcome, Slytherins, Hufflepuffs, Ravenclaws, and of course, you Gryffindors out there. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening. But first, school is still in session and you guys had some homework. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. I remember last year we did a movie which I enjoyed, Anna and the Apocalypse, and I thought that was the only high school Christmas movie, because I couldn't find any. Well, guess what? This year, this is our third in a row. Now, we've had to Bend the rules a little bit, I think. Of course, we did Homegrown Christmas, which is a high school Christmas movie, but it's a Hallmark Christmas movie. Last week, we did a legitimate high school Christmas movie, The Gift That Was Let It Snow by Netflix. And today, well, we got a big blockbuster for you. You were supposed to watch it, guys Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. But before we get into that, and yes, it is a Christmas movie, you'll learn that, and yes, it is a high school movie, very much so. You'll learn that in today's episode as well. I just wanted to say, though, I hate when I, like, miss an easy segue to things. Last week, as we said, we did Let It Snow. And in Let It Snow, they talk about Harry Potter a lot. And I just want to apologize. I know you don't care, but I could have easily said, Oh, all the Harry Potter chat. Huh. Guess what our movie next week is. And I didn't. So shame on me because it was the perfect segue, but we're here talking Potter, one of our bigger films, one of the maybe the more surprising films I'd had people say to me, a couple things like, again, that's not a high school film, watch it, it is. That's not a Christmas film, hello, the Yule Ball, and you've been invited to our little Yule Ball today, that's for sure. Our guests are, of course, Mike Mansey of Third Time's a Charm of all the other great shows on the Cage Club Podcast Network. And, of course, our Harry Potter expert, Shawnee Mead. And just a little primer. Last month on Mike Mansey's show, Third Time's a Charm, he did the Harry Potter before this one, The Prisoner of Azkaban. If you want to, you know, have a nice little lead-in and maybe see our rapport on this episode, I would check that out. I definitely recommend it because, I don't know, it's not necessary, but it is cool to do them back-to-back because... I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. I guess I just, like, I don't know. I didn't really watch them as kids, but these two Harry Potter films has made me rethink the franchise. Well, I'm not going to spoil it too much. I hope you enjoy this episode. And, you know, this is a kind of a Christmas special, a holiday special. Christmas is right around the corner. But, you know, Mike... Shawnee and I talked for such a long time about Harry Potter, I had to cancel the big extravagance I had plans. No pipers piping, no lords a-leaping, no jugglers a-juggling. I think I just made that one up. I had a whole parade of elephants and a song about toys that, you know, can't find their home. But let's just, let's just have the actual podcast do the talking, I guess. The holiday talking. Now, remember guys, before we dive in, a couple things I want to remind you of, that this is High School Slumber Party, and this is a free show, and the best way you can support this free show that I give you every week, whether it be Christmas week or not, is by hitting that subscribe button, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. And of course, you could always listen on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me, which is the home of so many great shows on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Just log on to that website and find them all out. If you like this show, you like other shows there. And of course, again, spread the word of High School Slumber Party by telling a friend about High School Slumber Party. And another great way you can contribute to the great things... I think, we're doing on High Swiss Slumber Party is by chatting with me on social media, whether that be Facebook, whether that be Instagram, whether that be Twitter. I was going to say MySpace. I always want to say MySpace, showing my age here. Speaking of social media, and I'll remind you again at the end of the show, next week's episode, well, that's going to be a bit of a surprise, a bit of a departure, I guess. But there's a poll I need you guys to take, and I need you guys to take it this weekend. You'll see it on our Facebook page and on our Twitter page. It's not a trick. It's quick. It's easy. It's about high school movies. Take it because I need it for next week. Whoa, whoa, whoa! The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. But hey, I know you're excited. I'll forgive you for that, because Christmas break is here, the Yule Ball is here, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire is here, and I know you're excited because you watched it and you want to hear what me, Mike Manzie, and Shawnee Mead have to say about it. So without further ado, pack your Christmas jammies, tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's, because we're about to get our Harry Potter Yule Ball Goblet of Fire Christmas party on let's take it away with well the theme to harry potter and the goblet of fire why not class dismissed Well, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. How has your holiday seasons been?
0: Have you been enjoying the, the holidays? Yeah, it's been great catching the Quidditch match on TV. <laughs> you know, it's it's been awesome hanging out with my magical relatives.
3: Gotta get ready right of- <laughs> for the Yule Ball.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh
1: Shawnee, how's Christmas in Australia? Is it weird? Well, Um, it's it's probably not weird for you, but it's weird for me that it's, like, warm and stuff.
3: I mean, I find it a bit weird. I'd love to have a Christmas that it was cold and snowing, but haven't had one of those yet. But um, usually it's pretty hot on Christmas Day. I think this year it's going to be pretty pretty hot so that's not fun <laughs> no i'm having a good christmas season so far though
1: it's weird to like have to ask like oh how's your christmas and then how's your summer going you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Again, <clears throat> yeah i us. always find
3: that a bit strange <laughs> that christmas is in summer cause it
1: yeah and, and i'll ask you that like in all these christmas movies that at least i've seen it's always like a snowy cold christmas you know So, like, growing up watching maybe, like, British films or American films, was that weird?
3: Yeah, it was. And I suppose because Christmas carols, it's always about snow and ice and being cold and being cold outside and all of that. But I think I've always wanted to have a Christmas like that because that sort of seems like real Christmas. (laughs) We still get really Christmassy here. It's just not quite the same. Yeah. It's not what you've built up in your mind of, you know, that sort of ideal Christmas with the, you know, the snow, but... You
0: know. I think people in America that live in, like, California and maybe more regionally Los Angeles experience Christmas kind of the same, whereas as how I feel like you are experiencing Christmas is the way that they do too, where it's just, like, sunny and at the beach and, you know, <laughs> let's just crack, let's have a barbecue, it's Christmas <laughs> it's kind of yes, thing, but Yes, we <laughs> often have a barbecue. I would love to see a uh, Christmas in Australia movie, like that would, that would be great for the genre.
1: That's a great title too, Christmas in Australia. Australia, we need to call up the hallmark channel and suggest it
0: <laughs>
3: i mean there are a few australian christmas movies just not as many there's one it's a funny one called crackers so it's all just about christmas and family and it's just very australian and very pretty much what our christmases are like but uh <laughs>
1: I have to check it out. That sounds cool. Well, of, of course, we're here for, controversially, but a Christmas film and a high school yeah. film. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe people who are not familiar with Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire might be like, Brian, you're doing Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire on a high school podcast and on a Christmas podcast, but if you know the film and... and you watched it. It makes complete sense. I mean, that's how I felt. I don't know how you guys feel.
0: <laughs> so this movie literally, like, gets going. It's rolling. We got the tournament. And then it's like, what? wait, stop. Okay, we got to have, like, an hour of, like, a John that's Hughes magic <laughs> movie that takes place at Christmas.
1: Oh, like, my God. I'm it's so insane. excited.
0: It's insane.
1: <laughs> so excited to talk about it. Um, but, of course, guys, you know, you've both been on before. Manzi, you know? The You're, you know, I guess, the... You got the seniority. Why don't you introduce yourself first, and then Shawnee, you follow him.
0: I'm like the perpetual senior here, I guess. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, Mike Menzi. Oh man, RHS class of 1997. Go Maroons! And apparently, I'm also a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Shawnee?
3: Um. Yes. Well, I graduated uh, in 2007, so um from Oakbank Area School, and um I am a Gryffindor as well so i guess i'm like an exchange student to hogwarts i guess <laughs>
1: <laughs> i forgot i forgot we have all our houses sorted and i'm a gryffindor yeah. as well not by choice but the hat told me i was
3: yeah, you, don't get to you can't you can't question the hat well actually you can <laughs> if you if you really really want to it'll take your choice into consideration that's why harry didn't become a slytherin oh so if you ask the hat you know, nicely, might reconsider.
1: (laughs) Now, just a reminder, guys out there, we covered the third Harry Potter film on, of course, what show? Third Time's a Charm, the same trio. And I'm glad we did because it really gave me the background knowledge, I think, to enjoy Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire more.
0: I had never seen this one in its entirety. I'm not, like, big on all the the Potter films. I actually like this one more than the last one. I feel like this is like more fun more exciting um just all around like not as dark and dreary even though the dark and terrible things happen in this movie maybe one of the most horrible things to happen like in the entire series poor batman uh but uh <laughs> there. but yeah like i thought it was i thought it was you know i thought it was pretty fun
1: yeah no i mean and Shawnee, correct me if i'm wrong but i, I read that the book Goblet of Fire is almost twice as long as like the previous novels so
3: Yeah, yeah, it really um took a massive massive leap and that book was the first one that was I think the fifth one overall is the biggest book, but the fourth one it's a massive chunk of a book. <laughs> <laughs> was it just kind of I think she was kind of just building and building and building and then obviously this number 4 by the end it really kicks everything off cuz it kind of Really kicks uh, off the second half of the franchise because, like, it, you know,
0: oh yeah, yeah it's here. It's kicking
3: off. It's Dude, happening. It's like you know, I, we've just been is... you know, skating around the Voldemort thing, but now it's like, nah, bam, here it is. Absolutely. We're off. It's happening. Like,
0: That's that sequence is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> love, <laughs> like, Voldemort is one of my favorite modern literary characters, and wow. we'll get into a little more later why exactly. But uh I don't know. There's just something so so crazy about him but
1: uh. he doesn't have a nose no (laughs) he does not have a nose Uh, (laughs) and and guys just to recap out there mike you're not the most well-versed in the harry potter universe neither am i of course we live on earth so we've absorbed a lot of it through pop culture we've seen films here or there but shawnee you are our harry potter expert so you are our... Wait, what are they called? A consultant? I don't know. No, no, but I, I wanted a <laughs> cool Harry... I'm trying to think of a cool Harry Potter title for you. Oh, uh, like, the, like oh. the Minister of Magic for us? Yeah, like you're anything? our Minister of Magic. You're our Professor okay, yeah, I'll of... i will
3: trying to do a better job, because the Minister of Magic is usually rubbish in Harry <laughs> yeah, Potter. Yeah, well, apologies. apologies way.
0: They're kind of like Nazis, Nazis, I realized. I didn't notice that, but... <laughs> you, you're our <laughs> professor, the... professor of Potions,
1: perhaps. I don't oh, know. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, you know, you're going to fill in the gaps for us as we try to go on uh... through Mm -hmm. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And again, this is High School Slumber Party, guys. So we're going to focus on the film, of course. But I really want to highlight these high school aspects. And this is, Mm -hmm. again, the Harry Potter film that definitely, in my opinion, has the most of it.
3: Yeah.
0: It's funny how you say the book sort of like doubled in size from the last book because I feel like this is two movies. And I'd have taken either of them you know, on their own, like, I would have taken just the Triwizard Tournament as a film, and then I'd have taken just the year where we uh, hit puberty, you know, like, uh, (laughs) it's kind of jarring how the movie kind of just, like, pumps the brakes, takes a right turn, and we're going down here for a while, and then we're going to get back on track, you know, it still works as best it can, but, like, yeah, just before we get deeper into it, I just want to say, like, there is a lot going on, it's a -a two-and-a-half-hour movie, uh, and yet, like it's still like pretty breezy, easy, and like not very hard to follow. not as hard as the last one, I would say. I-, I had an easier time telling what was going on all the time. Oh
1: yeah, I definitely agree. Let's get the homework portion out of the way. Let's get the boring stuff out of the way so we can dive into this plot. Every week, I read the back of the DVD. And I'm not going to change this week, even though it's Christmas and, and Christmas, we do special, special things. But let's keep <laughs> <laughs> let's let's
0: it's keep. also a time for tradition. So we yes, can continue. True. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> true. The like, holidays like are all about <laughs> like an itchy, itchy sweater. I'm going to read the back of the DVD here. The pivotal fourth novel is. In the seven-part tale of Harry Potter's training as a wizard and his coming of age, Harry wants to get away from the what's a Dursleys, <laughs> huh? I don't know, pernicious Dursleys, and go to the International Quidditch. Oh,
3: fa- oh, the awful, the awful family. The that's the family. Oh.
1: Yeah. yeah, I thought that was awful. like a, like a word.
0: Okay, Which I, I love <laughs> that they're not, they're not in this one. <laughs> Dursleys. Yes, yes, he
3: gets a summer. He gets a break away from them this year. So that's a- <laughs>
1: And go to the International Quidditch Cup with Hermione, Ron, and the Weasleys. He wants to dream about Cho Chang, his crush, <laughs> and maybe do even more than dream. Who wrote this? What? And, who's uh, Cho Chang? Oh. <laughs> Cho Chang is the girl he wanted to ask, and then she went with Cedric to the prom. And stuff, oh, or, he had know, a crush yeah. on her. Okay. <laughs> he well, wants who's f-
3: written this DVD cover? This I terrible. don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he wants to find out about the mysterious events that's supposed to have taken place at Hogwarts this year an event involving two other rival schools of magic and a competition that hasn't happened for a hundred years he wants to be a normal 14 year old wizard unfortunately it for her
3: Harry- 100 years. It happens every year, I think. Yeah.
0: Wait, does it? I think it happens like an, every year.
3: I think it's year. like an all the time. It just but depends on which school gets to do it. Three different
0: schools every year, though, right? Or else we would have seen this. In yeah, movie. maybe it's
3: 100 years since Hogwarts did I don't
0: uh, know. Okay, that. Oh, okay. Um, I so love it, how they haven't even mentioned it's know. a Triwizard Wizard <laughs> tournament on the back of the box. They're just like, there is an event once every <laughs> 100 years. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for Harry Potter, he's not normal,
1: even by wizarding <laughs> standards. And in, his case, and in his case, different can be deadly. Okay. That's that's the...
3: What? <laughs> that's really... Who's written it? Is this like a Wikipedia one? <laughs>
2: yeah, there's no, it was, was from a back, a
1: back of a DVD. I mean, I could find Ugh. another one. This one seems like it's from a set. That's okay. You want me
0: to give a crack at it while you're looking? <laughs> How about this? <laughs> Harry Potter goes to the Quidditch World Cup, but it's uh, it's been overrun by black magic terrorists and it turns <laughs> out one of them is doctor who and then harry goes to school and the triwizard tournament starts and someone sneakily puts his name into the goblet of fire he's not supposed to compete because he's not a, over 18 and yet he is part of the tournament there's a ball it's christmas lots of hormones voldemort's <laughs> back Whoa, there you go. i like
1: that one i did find another one that's uh, a little bit better than the last one i read i'll read it quickly When Harry Potter's name emerges from the Goblet of Fire, he becomes a competitor in the grueling battle for glory among three wizarding schools, the Triwizard Tournament. But since Harry never submitted his name for the tournament, who did? Now Harry must confront a deadly dragon, fierce water demons, and an enchanted maze only to find himself in the cruel grasp of he who must not be named. In the fourth film adaptation of J.K. Oh, Rowling's Harry Potter series, everything changes as Harry, Ron, and Hermione leave childhood forever and take on the challenges greater than anything they could ever imagine. Oh. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and this is the first and only Harry Potter film, I believe, directed by Mike Newell. Last okay. time, yeah,
3: I think he, I think he was kind of involved in some of the later ones, but maybe a producer or. Something. I, don't know. I feel like the next four are kind of all I think they're all directed by the same person, so they all very much have the same style.
1: Yeah. That's that's true. yeah, this one
3: is a bit different, but yeah.
1: Now last time we discussed how Afonso Caron was uh you know brought into direct after Chris Columbus, he was actually offered to do this film as well. Oh. And he, he decided not to, not because he didn't want to, but because he really wanted to focus on his Harry Potter film, and in order to direct this one, he would have had to have left the editing process of the previous one.
3: Ah, uh, because oh, yeah. I have to leap into the next ones right away.
1: Exactly, because they were just cranking oh. these out. Like
3: oh. I've heard like yeah. Daniel
1: Radcliffe talk about it, like up you finish, up you're back. You know, like yeah. you were actually at Hogwarts every year, essentially. Right? Yeah, no, but, well,
3: I have like too tall or their voices would get too deep or they'd all look a bit old. So they had to just like churn them out just in case. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, that was a, that was a very sort of new thing to be able to do at that point was to say like, Oh, we actually have this entire, we have all the material we actually need for six or seven movies. Like this is great. (laughs) Like, you know, they don't have to Mm -hmm. wait for movies to be written for three years or anything like that and recast and stuff. So it's a pretty rare kind of thing that I think they tried to recapture with other like teen young adult series later on such as like divergent and maze runner things and that shit just like fell apart and like you know it just did <laughs> not work right like they just took too long and all that kind of thing so and now i think everyone's
3: completely over all of them because they just took way too yeah. long so then all right. the teens were kind of like yeah i'm a bit old for this now i don't care
1: <laughs> it's yeah, true, that's, that's true. Day, so. <laughs> and th- this you know usually i talk about the cast and I mean, we'll go through it quickly, but it feels so silly to like be like Daniel Radcliffe played Harry Potter, you know? <laughs> well,
0: like you said, like so much of this is just like in the public conscious. You know? Yeah, like it's hard. It's like uh-huh. only really focus on who's new here, maybe you know, or yeah, there's only I mean, like Rupert, two or Rupert three. Rupert is Ron,
1: Emma Watson is Hermione, but and Robbie Coltrane, I always want to mention him. But I mean, I guess who's new is like Robert well, Pattinson. I mean, Robert oh McGowan.
3: R- before he, you know, the yeah,
0: Twilight. Is, <laughs> right. I was gonna say this is pre Nightwalker, Bloodsucker, pattern. Patter. Oh, actually, he's a Daywalker, isn't he? Anyway, this is pre Twilight. I was like, I didn't even know he did something before Twilight. And-
3: well, I think this no one had ever heard of him, and then everyone was like, hmm, "Who's this?" It's this little guy oh
0: yeah because he just like <laughs> smolders off the screen you know it's just like well because like, is... i remember in the
3: book um i think we all like read about the character and it was sort of like i've never heard of cedric before and it was like yeah i don't really know who this guy is but then and even though we like it's really awful that he dies and everything i think in the book because you don't really know who he is you weren't really that upset but now in the movie it was sort of all of a sudden everyone was upset because he was handsome <laughs> See,
0: that, like, blows my mind. And everyone was like, oh my
3: god, Cedric has died. He was the best character ever. But in the book, you kind of like, oh, that's terrible, but I don't really. Yeah, that was very very famous.
1: (laughs) That was very famous when the book came out. Because she, uh, JK Rowling, was teasing, I'm going to kill a character in my next book. And everyone was like, is it going to be Hermione? Is it going to be Ron? It's definitely not Harry. And then it's and like, we oh, went,
3: well, that's kind of that's sad, but yeah, we didn't yeah, know. Well,
1: it was it, people were <laughs> kind of pissed. They were like, "This is bullshit!" Like you, you like made <laughs> this character out. who you briefly mentioned like act like he's like the biggest deal in the world just to kill him.
0: You know? <laughs> wow. Well, I feel like then they might have tried to make him feel more important in the film. He still doesn't exactly reach the sort of pantheon of like sacrifice that he needs to sort of represent in Harry Potter's eyes, but like probably by casting Pattinson and like you know when he shows up with his dad and shit like he is like a slick good like he's really good for a wizard right like he comes out of that shoe portal and he's just kind of like floating down where everyone mm. else crash lands like he's in the Wizard <laughs> tournament like he's a badass and like all this stuff so I actually imagine that there was way more in the book of him and they just didn't have a chance to fit it in but apparently it just seems like the movie is just trying to beef up his importance
3: yeah i feel like they kind of because he was sort of just he roughly knew about him but more it was kind of because Harry's so like you know teen x more it's kind of you (laughs) just you kind of harry thinks he's cool but also he's a bit annoyed because he likes Cho, and then she's going out with cedric so it's sort of you more (laughs) just hear about him from that and then maybe a bit of what he's doing in the tournament but it's kind of cedric's just kind of there and then it's really sad at the end and he's killed but i think this they beefed it up a bit and then because yeah. yeah, And apparently I think- he loved making this one. He might completely make fun of Twilight and go, I can't believe I was in that. It was embarrassing. But I think recently he was interviewed and said, I'm actually really grateful for Harry Potter because that means I'm still, you know, working today and now I'm Batman because I got my start in Harry Potter and it was a great yeah. sort of family atmosphere. And it was, I think he's really proud of being in Harry Potter. So. And there's
0: something cool <laughs> about being there's something really cool kind of about being a one-off character in a world so big, you know? Like uh it kind of makes me think of like the new Star Wars series where there's a lot of these one-off characters in each episode and it's like I don't think mm-hmm. they're coming back. Like it's just they have their, <laughs> their day in the sun and that's about it and like you know, they either make a big impression or they don't. And it's kind of cool that uh, I think it worked out for him pretty well. But what I really
1: like about the Potterverse is, like, they can come back, like, briefly. And it's always cool when they do. And as you go through the movies, especially, like, towards the later ones when people return and they they, t- they play, like, a little part in either being evil or defeating evil. It's fun because even... Okay, so the only example I can think of really in this one is... a. Uh, What's her name, Moaning Myrtle? And I think she's from the second Mm -hmm.
3: one. Um, Yeah, she's from
1: the second one. (laughs) And when I saw her, I popped. You know, I was like, "Oh, cool, she's back!"
0: (laughs) You know. (laughs) So I love how the series can do that. Mm. I thought Dobby was in this one. Is uh, where's that thing? He hasn't been around for a couple movies. Uh, It's like they do and they don't come back. That's what's kind of weird. I knew she was in one of the movies I had seen. I wasn't sure if it was the first or second one, and so I was like, "Okay, like it's not like a oh here." It's like oh, it's. (laughs) It's part of the story that she's back. Like, Harry needed to be there, and she and haunts that place. But it's not like they're saying, like, oh, they're forcing Hagrid to be back when he doesn't belong or anything. I don't know. But, like, I, I kind of don't expect people to keep showing up again unless they're, like, a teacher. I expect at this point now that, like, we're going to get a new and we do we get like crazy mad eye whatever his face is like that kind not, of thing. Um, you know yeah. yeah like i expect we're gonna get like one or two big new sort of adult characters like last time we also had gary oldman and we had lupin and stuff like that so like that's sort of i'm not sort of, i'd like when the old people show up but i'm definitely this isn't a franchise where i'm like looking out for reoccurring sort of like characters as much
1: and you mentioned uh, uh mad eye moody played by brendan Gleason. I guess he's not really Mad-Eye Moody, but he's still... Even the fake one yeah. is played by Brandon Gleeson.
3: Pretty spot on, though, because sort of Mad-Eye Moody, he's in later books and he is himself. He pretty much just is exactly what the character was like in this film. Gotcha. Pretty this like super physical. Moody, but, I mean, he was in the books a lot more, and unfortunately, apart from this film, he kind of got reduced in later films, which was kind of terrible, because he became one of these really big... Important characters to Harry and all of that, and he kind of got a bit reduced screen time over the films, but at least he got a whole movie this time, so that was good. <laughs> Even though it's not technically him, but he was still getting. Gonna- <laughs> Getting the acting, so that was uh, good acting
0: work. His performance is, like, super physical. It's, like, the most anyone's doing in this movie. I mean, you know, it's, like, on one end, you have Alan Rickman doing literally, like, the minimalist, <laughs> right? And it's great. And then Which on the is other great, end, yeah. Get, yeah, and then you got room for this guy who's, like, all over the place. You know, he reminds me of, like, Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black, right? Like, someone wearing, and it is, it's someone wearing a suit, basically. So, like, a suit of another person. It's yeah, sort of an Edgar suit, suit. situation. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, he's such a great actor. We can name all his films. Like, <laughs> he's awesome, including Joey Lewandowski's favorite film of 2018, oh, yeah. Paddington, Paddington Two. Yeah, Paddington Two. <laughs> what are my favorite seen, movies? I
3: haven't it's... seen any of those. I'm
0: oh, a they're a delight They, like they are very good.
1: good. And really then cool. on the other
0: end of the spectrum, he worked with Voldemort before uh, they were in, in Bruges together.
1: Oh, yeah. So, uh, you you the, know who else mm-hmm. is in, in
0: Bruges? Oh, yeah. The, uh, the the female. The Fleur de, de, de la, la, cour, la
1: whatever her name. whatever union. <laughs>
0: that, that sounds like a perfume, right? <laughs> it's like Fleur uh, de la cour by Charlize <laughs> Theron. <laughs> and
1: and Shawnee, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, what's his name? Brendan Gleason's son's name. Um He's in Star Wars as well. Um, Yeah,
3: he's Donald Gleason. Yeah, oh, yeah, love, yeah, that, that
1: guy's great. Him. And doesn't he come to Harry Potter as well? Yeah.
3: Yes, because he is one of the Weasley. Siblings. Yes. He's Bill Weasley, who he kind of made the other Weasleys a bit on and off, but not really. So they didn't reduce that character at all. But yeah, he pops up. A tiny bit in the last two films. But, yeah, they got a scene together. There was, like, a Mad and Bill Weasley scene. So, that was, sort of cute.
0: That was a cute um, moments. It looks like he could have played the twins as well. Like, he, they looked like <laughs> <laughs> him as well. Well, yeah, fun. he
3: was one of the, you know, legit redheads that they got in. Because, obviously, uh-huh. uh, the Weasley twins, they're not redheads.
1: Oh, really? Oh.
3: They, they, di- they actually have dark hair. They dyed their hair. Well, not redheads, were- <laughs> but that, that's fine. There were redheads in the film, but they're not technically real redheads. So <laughs> well,
0: I mean, I, I look at a, I, my, I'm in. looking at the Malfoys as well. I was like, those actors, <laughs> they they're not originally. <laughs> no, blonde. like J- Jason Isaacs. <laughs> yeah. No.
1: Um, and just obviously, this is the film we get Voldemort. This is the film we get Ray Fines in all his glory. Mm. It starts as in like in
3: full Voldemort form, not just the back of a head or that's a of thing. Or <laughs> taking over
1: someone else's body or something.
3: Yeah, or being a teenage version of yeah. yourself. He's, <laughs> but, he's here, so, he's got no nose, but here he is um, anyway, and he's still horrifying even though he doesn't have a nose. Oh, my God. Well,
0: he's he's like more snake now, right? Like, that's his whole persona is like, I am part snake. So, like, yeah. snake face and i I mean, I'm I think he and...
3: – I don't really remember, but I feel like he had a nose in the book. So I don't think that oh, – okay. Which I think works really well because it makes him – kind of otherworldly and really creepy, because you're sort of like, why is there not a nose? Why yeah, isn't it, it looks
0: like a monster.
3: But it's sort of, I think stylistically, that works really well. I'm kind of glad they went with that. And yeah, it makes him a bit kind of snake-like because obviously his, you know, best friend in the entire world is a snake. Nagini, she's all like creepy and like a giant, massive scary snake. So it's kind of, he's a bit and I suppose because he can speak to snakes so it's all like they made him yeah. a bit sneaky. I Yes.
0: What's up with his little baby form before they throw him in the <laughs> cauldron and stuff? Like, is that just, is that what he turned into after he tried to kill Harry? Or is um, this just, like, year, 13 years of trying to pull himself back together? That's as far as he got, kind of thing.
3: Yeah, I'm not quite sure why he's, but yeah, maybe he kind of feels <laughs> okay. like, now that he felt- was out, maybe he's, like, been able to do something to, like, turn the tiny bit of Voldemort that still exists into, like, a googie, freaky baby thing. I don't I mean, I hate when you see him in that form. It's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs>
0: wanna,
3: with this tiny little, like, you know, little is arms it... <laughs> coming out of a little coat. And it's like, oh, my God.
0: It's like, it reminded me of what people <laughs> said. Like, doesn't he, because like, I, I don't remember seeing it, but like in the last film, he sort of turns back into that at the very end or something. People saying like, he turns into a fetus or something. So I was like, is this what they were talking about? And it's like, is it just because he's depowered? And that's like, you know, his the form he takes, but
3: I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just slowly he's trying to just rebuild his form, but obviously something's happened that he's ready in his little baby form and he's ready to, <laughs> to grow into his noseless, freaky adult form. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, like, the Voldemort parts, believe it or not, they're great, but they're the least high school slumber
0: party parts of this film.
3: Yes, yes. <laughs> As
0: As is, like, the tournament, you
1: well, know? Well, like uh, t- Mike, I have to disagree with you there.
0: Really? Because okay. the
1: tournament is essentially three high schools coming together. That's high school sports, baby.
0: Oh, good, good observation. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not wrong at all.
1: <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, yeah, and they're competing, and it's funny, because there's rah-rah aspects of it. There's, uh, there's not, like, true cheerleaders, but there's, like, kind of that, like, High school trope of just like school spirit, you know? Yeah, it's absolutely all
3: pride right. and house pride, and it's all all very high schooly And I mean, you can tell it's a high school film because all the boys have really bad hair, and they all open it <laughs> or a brush or something, but they all look a little bit all over the shop. Which obviously, fourteen-year-old boys always look like that. Doesn't matter, even if their hair is brushed, it ends up looking like that <laughs> by the end of the day, <laughs> and they're always a bit untucked and a bit just grubby looking, even. Even if they're trying to be neat, it doesn't doesn't matter. They're fourteen. That's what they look like.
1: <laughs> and one of the centerpieces of the film, of course, is that Yule Ball, and the Yule Ball is essentially a homecoming dance mm-hmm. because mm. it's because you know mm. it, it, it's almost an honor of the games they're playing. So quickly, um, the Wizard Tournament, whether it happens every hundred years or it happens every year, I don't know, but the three schools, at least in this, uh. I don't know their names, but one one is from, like, the North, quote-unquote, right? Well, there, it's, it's, like, Russian the- and Bulgarian. And the French.
3: Dermstrang right? Institute. So they're sort of, yeah, Eastern European.
1: Yeah. Sort of
3: russian e And then and
1: Bulgaria. Bobaton's like Academy of of Magic. they yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Yeah, I think they're kind of from there. And then the other school is Beaubarton's Academy of Magic. So they're all, you know, French and glamorous with their beautiful like blue silk dresses and hats and like oh i love the costumes oh so, me too me too. Cool.
0: so <laughs> is hogwarts the only school for boys and girls like are they are most of the magical schools like segregated um, like that where it's like because that was throwing me too i was like this is a girls' school yeah, it it in and i'm not
3: a... quite sure i think because okay apart from these are sort of the first other schools that you've ever heard of that Teach magic, so I'm not really because she never went into that any further. I'm assuming there's oh, probably okay. some other co ed kind of schools, but All right. I guess these, yeah, ones aren't. Uh,
1: I think it's <laughs> just supposed to be like a little glimpse. I don't think these are like the only three wizard no, yeah, schools I think
0: we in the, the into world. That last time, no, and they probably right, threw yeah. it
3: in because then they kind of try and throw in a bit of romance stuff, so I guess they want like a boy's school and a girl school because they're yeah. like Ron and. Hermione kind of have a bit of, well, when Ron doesn't, he, he thinks he is, but <laughs> he's actually not having any But Hermione, of course, sort of does a bit with famous Victor Crumb, who's actually still in high yeah. school, even though he's an internationally famous professional Quidditch player. Like, I think he could probably drop out of school by now, maybe. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, he's and still actually, like, he's when still he learning. walks in, he looks about. 40 but anyway I mean, do, you, do you have
0: time to play quidditch professionally while you're still in high school like it well yeah. like insane like
1: he's he's maintaining his amateur status probably
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: but he looks like he's probably been in high school for like 20 years because
2: <laughs> that possible. scene when they
3: roll in it's kind of all the Batten's girls they look like maybe they're still in high school but then dermstrang like roll in and you go like uh Pretty sure all of these guys are like thirty. I'm not really yeah. sure what's going on. My, my None of them que- look like teens to me.
1: My question <laughs> really is like when it comes to this tournament, and this is going to relate to like the high school cool aspects that we're going to talk about, is the entire schools move to one school for like the year or the semester at least? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think it's it the entire
3: thinking. year. Actually, that's pretty that.
1: intense.
0: Like, that's hey. insane. Hey.
3: Yeah.
0: we're going to go to a whole other school for a year. <laughs> Like, pack it's your all bags. about magical
3: cooperation, you know, bonding everyone together. Okay, and-,
0: and
1: again, we'll get into the high school aspects, but I gotta mention this. This is like the most screwed up thing i've ever seen it reminded me more of the hunger game because it's like the tournament
3: you mean
0: yeah in in general it's like i mean like
3: it's so it's at the school but it's so dangerous like i'm not sure why this is even allowed
0: exactly (laughs) it would not be this hogwarts should be shut down the whole magical community needs to be put in and this is the only year that
3: they've had to be 17 to be in it so that means the year before maybe someone was 12 i don't know that means because they've only just brought in the age rule as a new because it's so dangerous this year we only 17 year olds are allowed to do it. But does that mean last year eleven year olds were doing it? Was it first year doing it? Like,
1: <laughs> Who knows? So
3: dangerous.
1: <laughs> and
3: But we're happy to go ahead and host this very, very dangerous tournament at the school that we could all three of them could die.
1: And did you notice that uh I don't know, for me, this is the first film that like Dumbledore is more like, fallible, if that makes sense. Like, in the previous films, he's just, like, the high and mighty headmaster. And this one, Mm -hmm. I'm, like, kind of... I'm not questioning his motives, but I'm questioning his... (laughs) intentions i guess
0: (laughs) well you you get introduced to more of like the people in charge right like the ministry of magic and all those snivelling little fools and things and then you even see a flashback about how um when they had rasputin in in the cage or whoever the 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 guy who runs the boys school right like there's that flashback where they catch doctor who who Mm -hmm. used to
3: be a deaf eater but now. For some reason, uh, yeah he's allowed to work s- at a school
0: <laughs> but but then and then that flashback you see like dumbledore is legit just like a headmaster like sure he's a super powerful magician but he's not like a politician he doesn't really have a lot of influence in the actual world of magic and quite honestly like i i feel like you know not that he lets him get stepped all over but people kind of try to step all over him from time to time and shove him aside. and I think that's why he's so kind of mischievous and and helps Harry and is like Harry do this Harry here's like nudging him in certain ways and stuff but but I do agree with you I think they're trying to show that like he's not the end-all be-all like Voldemort could possibly kill this guy if he had you know like that kind of stuff
3: and I think like we talked about last time it's definitely now that Harry's a bit older it's Dumbledore kind of does that thing where he sort of slightly pushing harry away almost like as harry gets older you kind of go the dumbledore harry relationship is different because dumbledore's kind of getting like an inkling that it's you know it's happening the big show is coming it's like time so he's trying to sort stuff out but yeah starts to tell harry like less and less which yeah it does make dumbledore seem a bit more human because you kind of he sort of starts to make some decisions that you're like yeah maybe should rethink that a little bit (laughs)
1: no for sure (laughs) and and before we like kind of dive more into the tournament and i just want to briefly talk about the tournament later and then like the ending later like what i really want to focus on is like again like these high school aspects and and the
3: christmas (laughs) yes and the christmas
1: aspects (laughs) just this whole yule ball thing like again this is the first harry potter where it's just like harry potter Feels like the dork I always thought he was. In this yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and I, I yeah. love seeing that. This is the most vulnerable that I, like, have seen Harry Potter. And again, I love it because it, to me, I, I think I complained last time that I thought the character sometimes like wasn't humanized enough. Mm-hmm. This film mm-hmm. to me like humanized him because like puberty was...
3: humanizes us all. Well, yeah,
1: it is <laughs> sort, sort of like
0: sure. a. It's kind of like this great equalizer because Harry is totally overpowered like he is op to the max like there's just you know he's the one or whatever and it's so when you see he can't you know that he's just like he he fumbles with his words because he likes somebody and he can't ask him out and this and and it's like oh like that's so universal you know it grounds him and it just puts everything on the same level and it's kind of refreshing to see that he's not smooth and he's not cool (laughs) and you know that there are things that he's bad at because he's such I mean, a great not guy and everything and all that kind of... Like, he's a great athlete, you know? So I need to know yeah. that he's, like, socially awkward.
3: <laughs> I mean, no one's as awkward as Ron. Ron's just completely gone over the cliff of awkwardness this time we know completely all over the place (laughs) but Uh, ron's uh, always a bit like that anyway ron is always yeah he's not the
0: best magician either right he's like a c student like i'm a yeah he's kind of just you
3: know
0: (laughs) i always watch harry potter films and i'm like wow ron came out the
1: worst out of all of this <laughs> like, you know at the beginning he like has that falling out with harry then with mm. hermione like it's oh. but that's
0: that's that's like teenager like that's the absolutely thing, though, right like that's what i yeah. that's what is like i need the whole movie to be like ron <laughs> and harry both notice hermione at the same time but and you know that's some classic you know like yeah, I don't know what pretty in pink shit right there, right? Like I mean, just you know, two best friends in love with the same girl that happens to be their best friend, kind of thing. Like that is strong stuff. So, like it gets a little weird when I find out that Harry's crushing on someone else and then doesn't even ask her out and is like dating around, and yeah, because like, what he's is not- he' doing
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I love it because to explain it, it really you have to sound like a teenager. It's like <laughs> Harry has this crush on Cho Chang. But But then she has a
3: crush on Cedric, and then someone else likes Cedric. Ron has a crush on everyone, but he won't admit that he is in love with Hermione. Yeah, and
0: Hermione has a crush on Ron, but she's way too proud to like, oh God, it's so crazy. (laughs) So I have a
1: list of people and their dates for the Yule Ball. Um, of Of course, Harry ends up going with Pravati Patel.
3: Yes. And then Ron goes with her sis, her twin?
1: Yes, her, her twin, Padma Patel. And Harry's date has a much better time, it seems like, than Ron's date.
3: Oh, God, because Ron's just being <laughs> completely insufferable. Ron just needs to go, um, take his he awful even, dress robes and go away.
0: <laughs> he doesn't even realize that, like what he wants or feels like that he's using this poor girl to get at Hermione. Wow. He doesn't even realize he's doing it. Like it's And then Hermione's so trying to have
3: fun and she's in a beautiful dress oh. and Hermione's having a great party and then Rhonda's has to come in and completely ruin the whole thing and then Hermione's oh. left crying on the stairs at the end because she's just oh, like, I was that, having a fun Christmas one. and he ruined it. Victor's gone to go and get drinks. She cares to join us.
2: No, would not care to join you and Victor.
0: You're wanting a knot. He's a damn strong. You're fraternizing with the enemy. The enemy?
3: Who was it wanting his autograph? Besides, the whole point of the tournament is... international, magical cooperation.
0: To make friends.
2: Oh, I think he's got a bit more than friendship on his mind. Are you going to ask me to dance or not? No. (sighs) He's
3: using you.
2: How dare you? Besides, I can take care of myself.
3: doubt it. He's way too old.
2: What? What? That's what you think? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I think. You know the solution then,
1: don't you? Go on. Next time there's a ball, pluck up the courage and ask me before
3: somebody else does. And not as a last resort. Well, that's, that's, that's just completely off the point. Harry.
1: Where have you been? Never mind. Off to bed, both of you.
2: They get scary when they get older. Ron, you spoiled
0: everything! Oh, that's a rough ball. There's, like, several <laughs> girls crying on the stairs by the end of the night. And, stuff. and I think like Harry a wants true cry as
3: well. Like, I think everyone's just in <laughs> <a> tears, really.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, that that's what high school is like.
3: It's not a party without some tears.
1: This is going to sound weird. And I don't intend it to sound weird, so I apologize. But when I saw Hermione in that dress looking like... Like almost like a Disney princess, like flash forward to Beauty <laughs> and the Beast, maybe. But almost like a Disney princess. I just thought back to like the first time you see Hermione and she's got that, bi- that big hair. And she's <laughs> truly a child at that point, <laughs> you know? She's like a, a know-it-all smart-ass kid. <laughs> and then like in this moment, it's like these kids are growing up. And it's like kind <laughs> of like emotional,
0: you know?
3: Hello, Hermione. Hello, up.
0: She looks more like Glenda, the Good Witch, right? In that dress. Yeah. Harry mm. Potter steps into the room. He looks like David Copperfield. Like, I'm like, I'm like, he looks like an earth magician. This is amazing. I'm like waiting for him to pull a fucking rabbit out of his hat or something. I just thought that Maroon's was a nice wearing touch.
3: He's his hideous maroon lacy whatever oh, yeah, the hell yeah. he's he got on, like which just looks pro, like they got it out of the bin, but...
1: <laughs> so, so again, Cedric ends up going with Cho Chang. Um, yeah. Victor and Hermione, as we said. Uh, Fleur, Fleur goes at someone named Roger Davies. I don't know who that is.
3: He's um, some Hogwarts boy, I think. I don't, yeah. Some
1: rando. But w- some we start to see uh, another character here kind of just... Uh, try to like at least attempt to leave his nerdiness and that's neville right
0: oh yeah who'd yeah, oh, like <laughs> <And he's> like,
3: <laughs> me me i was the one yeah. dancing all night because he actually neville, you know the loser <laughs> put effort in even though the boys were laughing he actually put effort in to you know learning but some dancing see- and trying to just have a good time a- a- and he and a- jenny a- have a lot of fun
0: yeah, like that's that's what's even more heartbreaking is that who he's dancing with and and you know that she who she eventually will end up with. But I hear that he does alright too. Doesn't he get together with like Luna or something by the I don't know.
3: Yeah, he does by the not in the books, but in the films, it's fine. But yeah, he and Luna kind of it's hinted that maybe there will be a couple, but
1: And isn't he like like hot in real life now? That's what I heard.
3: Yeah, he had a total like, you know, <laughs> excuse the phrase, glow up. <laughs> apparently, Well, apparently when they were filming the movies, he kind of, as the films went on, oh, they made him wear like fake teeth often. And then he was wearing like a stomach for a while because they tried to like make him look pudgy. But I think kind of when they were filming the sixth film, I think kind of around that time, he'd kind of had his like, you know, glow up. So apparently they came in for a cast reading and then J.K. Rowling said "I there was some boy I didn't, there was some like, you know, teen guy that I hadn't seen before. So I went up and introduced myself and he went, no, it's me. It's oh Neville. She was like, oh my God, you look so different. Like, what happened to you over the summer? So they kind of tried to still make him look a bit geeky because obviously all of a sudden if Neville turns around and it's like the hottest guy in the whole school, it's a bit awkward. <laughs> he's meant to just be like, well, he's still a really good character. He just, yeah, he's still meant to be really, really dorky. <laughs> And obviously, and he didn't look like that anymore.
1: Mike, for your sake, I dropped uh, a recent uh, <laughs> photo of him in the uh, Discord chat.
0: Okay, I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't need to drop both of those photos, but okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just so you know, just so you know, <laughs> just so you're familiar with the new Neville. <laughs> yeah, and of yes, course, Neville
3: it, certainly uh, changed over the summer. <laughs> but,
1: uh... <laughs> now, there's other people listed here that, like, I really just don't like. Malfoy went with someone named Pansy Parkinson I don't know who that is but...
3: Ugh, awful. <laughs> Don't talk about them Blur. Luckily he's not really in that this year So that's fine
1: Yeah I was going to say really downplayed uh, Draco Malfoy this year
0: So yeah, fine well, by he me He gets turned that. into a ferret at some point <laughs> And I'm like you, yeah. that, if that ever happened That school would be closed the ne- That afternoon like, they would. we do not pants. perform
3: Transfiguration on students I'm sure you were told that Because McGonagall has to come in and tell him off Because she catches him turning Draco into a ferret, even though he deserves it. But anyway, still, you can't punish students in that way, I guess.
0: And then later, normal. that character Mad-Eye is seen with, like, a ferret sticking out of his pants. Did you notice that at all? I think that was some kind of... Does he just enjoy doing that for fun, putting ferrets in down his shorts? <laughs> no, but it was weird. It was a weird look.
1: So when this film came out, it was a bit controversial among Ooh. the right-wing Christian community. Oh, God.
2: Mm. Because
1: okay. because witches are supposed to represent like anti-Christian forces, yes. and they are celebrating Christmas here, and it confused some people. But <laughs> like, give me a break, you know? Come
0: on! Wait, it confused. Are they to celebrate Christmas?
3: I'm sure Wiccans. I'm sure Wiccans celebrate Christmas. Christmas I mean, it's, solst- it's Winter Solstice. It's also Yule. And yeah, it's, Yule, and it's, it's Yule, also it's like... Time.
0: It's pagan tradition, too, right? Like, the, you know, people used to, druids and, I mean, part of it, right? People used to dress up in robes with funny hats and, and say silly things in circles and celebrate <laughs> the, the seasons. I mean, has it changed all that much? I mean, there might be much? some
3: Christian witches and wizards, especially because there's muggles. There might be, you know, some muggle kid oh, yeah. that's religious but happens to also be a witch. I don't know. Whatever. It's. I'm sure there's a bit of everyone going on.
0: You're and telling me Santa isn't a fucking wizard or something like that. Like, look Ooh. at what he does. Look oh, at that guy. Look got at his a outfit. A. That time.
3: all like- oh, that time travel. He's got a time Turner. He's using. Yeah, and I bet all those
0: <laughs> elves. Those elves are all like Dobby. House, house elves. elves. <laughs> there you go.
1: It's true. So, uh, interesting fact that um, you know, as you recall in the film, the first people to dance are all the champions, and there's really only supposed to be three, but of course, Harry's that's name that's it was
2: one.
1: was put in as we said. So there's four, but. Oh sorry, all the champions dates are people from Hogwarts which was interesting. Um, wow. okay. Mm-hmm. But I guess it just like serves the story well. But keeps th- it simple. Something I really wanted to mention though is did you guys catch the music at this dance?
3: <laughs> yes. The first time we've actually had music with lyrics in it.
2: Are you ready for some real music? I said are you ready?
1: Yeah. All right Come on, I want to see your hands in the air We're going to teach you a brand new dance tonight So move your body
2: you got to help us upwards Together we can do this thing Are you ready? Are you ready? I your body like a hairy troll. to rock and roll spin spin around like a crazy elf a dancing by himself
0: i boogie down like a you in a corner no stopping till the break don't i put your hands up in the air like a doggo just don't care
2: can you dance up on oh that.
1: mike you really
3: a band at the dance, and they're kind of doing, oh, like, Yeah. They're called the Weird themes. Sisters. Oh, yes,
0: because it kind of, at one point, <laughs> sounded like not Elvis Costello, and then at another point, it sounded like not another 80s band, and I think I was like, what era is Hogwarts in? <laughs> like, is are they, like, 20 years behind the times, or is this just what they listen to? <laughs> yeah, I
3: think just, I think if you're, like, <clears throat> I guess, like, the Weasleys, they're a bit they're really behind in what happens in the non-magical world so i guess maybe a bit like eurovision that music always seems a lot behind <laughs> our music so maybe
2: it's sort
3: of <clears throat> wizard music is kind of it's not caught up and because it's very magic themed which is sort of yeah odd because it's all about like oh, i don't know but they're talking about like hippogriffs and
1: yeah the lyrics are are and... all wizard and witch themed, but they're rock songs and it's like really yeah. cool
3: Cause they're just getting down by the end of the evening. Cause they start all formal and, you know, classical music and, but you know, by the end they're just having like a magic rave at the, at the end, I guess.
1: <laughs> uh, this is something that we talk about a lot on this show, like what the prom band is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I was like fascinated to see it here that they actually have one and that they picked like some unique rock music with wizarding lyrics.
0: Yeah. I was a little surprised that there weren't any sort of magical-looking types of instruments, or they had their own kind of thing, like or they, like a guy was playing two guitars and one was just kind of floating in the air or something like that, but I... <laughs> But now that you mention it, like, I think part of my problem watching it is, like, how dense this film is because I was I was missing these moments because they're kind of flying by too fast for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't really – I couldn't keep my high school slumber party glasses on 100% of the time because I think I was just – I was really into, like, the, the tournament stuff, too. Uh, so I was getting a little whiplash, you know what I mean? Like, going back and forth and back and forth. So, like, that might be why it's taking a little memory jog to, like – to, to, to recall some of this stuff, but
1: yeah, no, I mean, I totally understand that, but I do think the movie like balanced it well. I think if I watched it again mm. just mm. to look for the high school stuff, I'd probably see more, but ah, uh, mm-hmm. the awkwardness you can cut with a <laughs> knife and which is so amazing.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, any other like high school elements before, like, you know, we just tie up the uh, I don't want to brush through all the action and the Voldemort returning but um, you know we'll, we'll put a nice little bow on that in a in a minute. But any other like really high school stuff that you notice and just awkwardness or anything like that?
0: Um I was trying to think because you know like I didn't go to a boarding school or anything like that, so I was trying to look for um, sort of like uncommon things I guess about high school and stuff so like it must have it's got to be difficult to like live with your friends like that you know what I'm saying like the people you go to school mm. with It's that could oh because like I was just watching this movie going like I'm so glad that when I was in high school and I was a teenager I could go home and like be alone and close my door and like so especially having anybody. a fight
3: with your best friend or something and then they yeah. like live in They're the like same room as mates. you you can't escape them yeah. so.
1: I mean it, yeah, so would, if you if you live at college it's similar.
0: Yes. Well that's the that's what I was getting to is like it, it seems like they're being prepared in advance with for that kind of stuff at Hogwarts or just at boarding school in general, or maybe that's just a more common thing in uh in England or something, I don't know, or other parts of the world and stuff. But um but that did jump out at me and it was like that almost seems like there's a subgenre of high school films that take place at boarding schools, you know, and it's just like this whole other sort of look um a whole other side to high school there so that was kind of cool i like that
1: i feel like most british high school films take place at boarding schools i don't know why yeah a lot of (laughs)
3: them seem to not always but they do yeah do boarding school more than any other country i think they always seem to be up even for a little bit they might go to boarding school for a couple of years and then go to high school but yes i'm glad i never had that experience and i'd like to be able to just go home at the end of the day after school and (laughs) get away from my friends or even if you just ring your friends and then talk to them for like two hours even though you've hung out all day but you have a bit of distance from them you're not sort of going to escape your best friend because you've seen them all day and especially because ron is having a grump at everyone (laughs) so they're all just kind of happy to get away from ron and
0: it's not all that awkward
3: boy fighting that whole bit is hilarious that and like that bit when harry's hanging out with neville which always happens you have argue with your best friend so then you kind of hang out with like your secondary friends
2: <laughs> but
3: then Hermione has to become this awkward like go between and then they kind of all end up by the river and Hermione's telling some long drawn out thing like Dean told Pavati that Neville told someone that something that Hagrid's looking for you and then Harry's like what and then Ron's kind of behind whispering at all and then Hermione just goes like look I've had enough I'm off with Ginny I'm sick of your boy rubbish and then even eventually they kind of never discuss why they were Angry with each other. They just go, like, yeah, it was a bit mental or whatever. And then they're
2: both
1: <laughs> and then
3: Hermione just looks over and goes, oh, boys, jeez. So, so high school. <laughs> so it's, high school. It's oh, so great. high school. Uh,
1: so, yeah. so something that I really so, like, something that really struck me that, like, or I'll say just jogged a memory, I guess, of like the puberty era was like the fact that these schools are coming together because. I, when you're younger and at least for me. So I, I went to middle school in my town, but my high school was four different middle schools coming together.
0: Oh, that was like my, um, so my middle school was like three or my junior high was like three or four middle schools. And then high school was the two junior highs coming together. So you're like everybody.
1: Gotcha. And- so, so maybe like you could relate there too, but like, when you first see, like, whether it's the girls or the guys, whatever you're into it doesn't matter. But like, from like, new people. <laughs> yeah, the new, the new area, it's like, whoa, you know, like, this is new, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. So y- you get like uh, Ron kind of vocalizes that a couple times with like the French girls, for example, you know. Uh, I, I'm, you know, maybe Hermione's thinking it with the guys. I'm not sure, but it is something like because you know your world and that's it. And like Hogwarts is their world. And then, like, hormones rushing through.
3: New people are all over the place.
1: New people, you know? And uh, (laughs) another thing that happened in high school was, like, we had uh, exchange students from Italy Mm -hmm. come in. And all the guys were, like, getting jealous of their guys talking to, like, (laughs) the girls at our school, you know? Again, that's their right to do. It doesn't matter. But just, like, on the opposite end, when competitors come in, you know you talk tough you don't do anything but it just reminded me so much of ron's pettiness here
3: (laughs) especially because ron was a massive fan of victor crumb before because he was like his favorite (laughs) quidditch player and he had like a massive boy crush on him and then he's kind of like oh he's stupid to hate him and he's just using you and like because now he's moved in and like it's going out with the girl that i'm in love with even though i won't admit it to anyone but like and so then he puts <laughs> hates him, but, like, Victor Crumb doesn't care. He's like, I don't even know who this man-headed <laughs> boy is that's walking around screaming at French girls trying to date them and, like, scaring everyone in the process. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One thing I, I, I really like about the harry potter like friends or whatever ron and them it's like they're all so distinct like harry and ron couldn't be more different as people mm. from each other because like ron feels threatened right but like the same thing is happening to harry where the girl he's like is being dated by the guy he likes you know or looks up to and mm. instead of being sort of all bitchy about it like he actually like becomes friends with him and is like what can i do to sort of like not be like him, or I still want to be me, but it's like there's some common mm. ground I can find with this guy instead of, like, making him an enemy. So I got I got more out of, like, who these kids, these characters are through their high school experience in the movie and, like, yeah, all that kind of stuff that goes through your head and, like, you know, there's ways to handle it, Harry, and ways not to. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like Harry's a bit more... He's still a dork, but he's a bit more mature than Ron, because Harry's really had to grow up. Um, you
0: know, he lost yeah, both dude. his parents. Snake, a snake man killed his parents and wants to kill him. It's like murder that boy at every corner, you know, like the stress would just destroy him. He doesn't me. have time to
3: be petty. He's got way too much going on. He doesn't have time for being jealous. He's like, oh, I don't have time for that rubbish. I'm dealing with more serious things over here, Ron, which you wouldn't understand. Honestly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but again you still though see his vulnerabilities if you're not familiar with the books if you've read the books at this point when you're watching the movie you know that like things are leaning towards ron and hermione but i think this mm-hmm. is the first movie where we really see like oh okay because even hermione has that moment and she's you could tell she's such a good actor because when she's like, "Oh, you know, you should have asked me first yeah. instead of waiting. I was like, she Whoa. calls him out
0: right to and his face.
3: Now you've spoiled everything and you should have just, you know, next time you should just pluck up the courage and ask me yourself because now you've ruined like the party for everyone.
0: That was so great.
3: If you'd just step up and ask me out, maybe I would have gone with you, like, it's which I guess to... she would have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and it's, it's like Hermione kind of she's got like the pick of the litter she could go out whoever she wants i think it's really smart that they didn't couple her with harry because he's got too much baggage you know what i'm saying like ron Mm -hmm. like look at his look at his life like his he's got the big warm family they live out in the country like it's very it feels very secure and sort of in the sense that where Hermione comes from is not. She's from the muggle world or, you know, eventually she's going to make her parents forget who she even is. Like, it just seems like a dark home life wherever she's coming. Like, (laughs) a lot of sort of resentment maybe packed in there. So it was smart, I think, of Rowling to be like – her to gravitate toward Ron more, Ron and her to gravitate toward each other, because Harry mm-hmm. is definitely off with enough going on. He does not need like a sexual awakening on this journey, I don't and
3: think. Sort of Harry and Hermione, they're still really different, but they're sort of kind of similar yeah. personality types, sort of. So I feel like the two of them, that would never work. I mean, I think they're still kind of like soulmates, but in a purely platonic forever, and that's totally fine. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that want Wanted Harry and Hermione to get together, but I was never one of those because I just don't really think it works. She's just definitely like Harry's sister. And that, you know, never, ever changed.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe uh, J.K. Rowling will surprise us tomorrow and let us know that they actually did get together once.
3: Oh, but didn't tell yeah, anyone. To
1: no. that. <laughs> in a and that's why
3: t- her and Ron are having problems because you know <laughs> she's going to go in and edit things. Well, actually, like because he was so cut up over Cho, like he and Hermione had to think like. <laughs> but, anyway, if that happens, does we won't believe that? That's fine. <laughs> just oh, and, I just po-
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I just posted it in uh, our chat, but there is that like fantasy I think in like the Deathly Hallows of. Harry and Hermione. Yeah,
3: that bit's so awkward. It's so weird. And apparently, when they were filming it, Emma Watson went. It's so embarrassing. They made Rupert Grint like leave the set because he kept laughing. So she was like, "You're not allowed to be there. Like, we just get the scene over with because it's really embarrassing. And it's like we're related because I've known him since I was 11. And so I think she kind of just went. We're just filming it. We're just getting it out of the way. It's fine. We're just moving on. But yeah, Rupert Grint had to leave. (laughs) The set because he was taking the mick out of them, so they <laughs> <kicked him out. laughs>
1: it was weird even to watch in the
2: theater.
3: <laughs> mm, that bit is a bit weird. <laughs> well,
0: I am just seeing this for the first time, and it is nightmarish. Oh, there's this is, a, is all kinds of wrong going on here. They it's like, <laughs> so just
1: for context, Mike, that doesn't actually happen. It's it's like oh, a, I figured it is it, yeah, yeah, sort of I'm
3: taking place in a in Ron's nightmare, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't actually happen, but yes.
1: <laughs> um, okay, I mean, I think we've like talked a lot about the high school stuff here. I mean, let's let's mm-hmm. just do the film justice and talk about the tournament and Voldemort coming back. So there's three what what they called, levels, stages, challenges, challenges.
0: The three yes, tasks, tasks,
3: tasks. tasks. tasks yeah, okay.
0: tasks. Just, way more simple. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> each task is pretty full on. It's not like they kind of
0: Oh, it's extreme. They don't like
3: let you just ease into it. It's like the very no. first one. <laughs> bam. We're this actually is like free, yeah, it's like so. They're not fake dragons. No. They're not fake. They're literally here's a massive dragon. And one of our kids is fourteen, but even though we've decided it's way too dangerous, we're still gonna let him do it. Oh, and actually one bit I was think is hilarious. The bit in the book where Dumbledore asks Harry if he put his name in the goblet of fire. It says something like, you know calmly, Dumbledore asked, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? But then in the movie, he's like running at Harry going like, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? (laughs) And he's like all up in his grill and like fire is spelled like F-I-Y-A-H or something. Like fire! (laughs) And it's all just like, I don't actually know what's going on here. Dumbledore, you've gone like completely over the top.
1: (laughs) This Dumbledore actor, for better or worse, likes to go over the top. Like he likes to punches lines a lot
0: I think the whole movie's swinging more in that direction after the last one being more sort of serious or grounded more serious black if you will Mm. Uh, but because like they're not the only ones like the magic ministry with like the Hitler mustache like as soon as he shows up at the roasted campgrounds and sees Harry's like, you did it, you did it, scene of the crime, scene of the crime, you're here, you're here. Like, <laughs> guilty. I'm like, dude, take a fucking magical pill and chill. Like you know, like it's Harry Potter. You know this guy. Like it, clearly it wasn't him. Like
3: And he's not putting the dark mark up. Like, you know, we're trying to protect him from Voldemort, but we've just decided that obviously now he's at Quidditch, he's gone off, and he's become evil. And uh.
0: That guy has a funny line yeah. later on, too, which, like, really made me go, hmm, about the whole ministry, where he's like, oh, well, like, sure, like, so many people who worked for You Know Who were saying that they were just under a spell or a curse. And I was like, uh, oh, following mm-hmm. orders, eh? <laughs> it's like, I was like, this is insane.
3: Yes. Well, I mean, that's all the Death Eaters. They're all going, no, no, it wasn't me. I was under a spell. Yeah, well, you're pretty it's quick like, to throw your hat back on and right? get in a graveyard he, at the end. Like, you know. You know who else was just Whatever. following
0: orders? It's like, come <clears up>. on. <throat> okay. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> but yes, yeah, back uh, to
3: the dragons intent. You'll yeah, get hardcore. assigned a dragon and you've just got to go out and they don't tell you what to do. You just have to to make your way through the task, you have to collect a golden egg. But like the rest of that's up to you. See you later. Alfie. you go with this giant fire fire breathing beast and we're all gonna watch you be incinerated like what do they think is gonna happen (laughs) yeah i I don't know and it's in like a jagged
0: pit too it's not like in an arena where it's like flat or sandy or any like it is like a like it looks like a volcanic sort of like crater that they're battling in (laughs) like where you could Mm. break a leg as easily as like anything else just by like taking one step and the crowd
3: must find that task really weird because most of it takes place throughout the rest of the school. So everyone's sitting there oh, going, yes. <laughs> uh, Harry's just flown away on his broom with the dragon chasing him, to... him. And like he could have been, like, it seems like he's gone for about like 20 minutes, but he could have been gone for like an hour battling this thing. And they're all sitting oh. there going, oh God, Harry brothers could... just died. Yeah,
0: he could have been <laughs> dead for like six hours and they're all walking back to the school and they see like, oh, there's an arm, there's a leg, there's part <laughs> of his head. But then and then he it's flies like... back
3: in and everyone's like, oh. I right, needed, Harry's
0: made it back. <laughs> I needed a, a magical jumbotron. I am not joking. Like, <laughs> I just needed one of them to go like with the wand and flick it up into the air and create like an image of them fighting, you know, and seeing it like a jumbotron.
1: <laughs> and it's so screwed up because it's like, hi, let's put all these children in, in, in an area and let's watch their classmates die, essentially, like, or mm. you know, almost die. It's so screwed up. And again, they're wizards. They could make fake dragons.
0: Right, they could yeah. have, like, harmless spell, right? Like, you fail and you get knocked out, but you don't get hurt or anything, but no. like, supposed <laughs> okay, to you be could have, 100%. like, a boggart
3: and then put, like, a spell on all four of them to change the thing they're scared of, and then the boggart could become a dragon or, like, you could... I'm sure there was something that didn't have to be an actual dragon. But like, then the next one's even worse. They, like, chuck him in a lake with all these Horrifying mer people. Yeah. Fine. And you could drown or be eaten by a mermaid. Like it's. <laughs>
0: Between like the way the school is run and the way that the government or the wizarding government is run, like I'm I'm starting to think that maybe like Voldemort had a point. Like maybe he should need there needed to be new management. Like he might have canceled the Triwizard Tournament because it's too dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Like he might have like done all this shit so that like there aren't as many Death Eaters in Azkaban. I don't know. All it took, all it will take, is one Harry Potter. We'd never find out. But I mean, you know, it just. I'm starting to see him less as a, as like a straightforward serial villain and more of like a political villain of some kind. Like he just doesn't like the system the way it is. It's weird. It's getting weird.
3: I mean, Voldemort, apologize. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, I'd be in that graveyard. <laughs> I'd <laughs> shut my own hand off here. Nah.
3: <laughs>
1: Mike, next time I see you, you're gonna be like a mouth boy.
0: I'm gonna get that tattoo of the snake coming out of the skull mouth.
1: <laughs> What's his name? The one who used to be a rat, Peter Pettigrew.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, I could see you maybe giving off some Peter Pettigrew vibes, Mike. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> I'm just joking. That guy sucks. That <laughs> is like,
3: oh, he's terrible.
1: What is his motive? He just like worships Voldemort.
3: I think he's just one of those that he just needs to follow someone because he obviously doesn't have anything else going on in his life. I don't know. He just has to like blindly, yeah, he... even though he treats him like complete garbage. Yes, like Voldemort I love is that. horrible to him. Yeah. And he, he does stuff like the... he just cuts off his own arm and then like, you know, Voldemort well, still won't help him. But
0: he gives Voldemort. him the chrome hand eventually. I feel like that might not have happened in the book. But it's really funny how he's like, Oh Dark Lord, I've dedicated my <laughs> life to you and Voldemort's like <laughs> yeah, Hey, only
3: he was hey who's that guy whatever. over there? That's my
0: other <laughs> better friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh so you mentioned that the second task is mm. the, the underwater one with the mermaids. You know, he finds the Which egg. Which then but- makes
3: it even more dangerous because then it's not just the wizard champions. They've actually taken four other people and put them in the lake. You have to rescue them. And if you don't rescue them, we just leave them? Like, it seems like that was going to happen with Fleur's little sister because Fleur got attacked by a mermaid and then she had to pull out. Or actually, she got attacked by Victor Crumb or or a mermaid, but she had to pull out and then they were just going to leave, like, a little sister. Because then Harry goes back to rescue her. And then he almost drowns. Because then the merpeople go like, mm mm, mm mm you're only allowed to save one. So Harry almost drowns by the end of that challenge. So he, yeah. And they killed.
1: <laughs> How did they decide to pick who would be, like, down there, right? Like, I, I assume it's, like, the person they, like, love the most, right? Yeah, so but you I suppose have... if
3: you're not... I suppose, like, the other two schools, it's not like their parents are there. Or it's kind of just... We see that Victor has taken a shine to Hermione, so we'll put Hermione in there. Cause... Or Fleur's little sister, like her tiny little sister, that is obviously the most precious thing in the world to her. We'll just chuck her down there, but too bad if Fleur can't get her. She'll just stay down there forever with the people.
1: So ridiculous. But yeah, and Victor, Victor, I just wanted to mention again, like you said, Hermione is his person, but it's like... Mm. Well, I sort guess of when any- it-
3: technically because he doesn't obviously have anyone else there that cares that much about
1: <laughs> everybody down there means something to him except the little girl but
0: obviously he's not going <laughs> to let the little girl die you know it's too mm. much it's like robert pattinson's dad should have been in the water you know what i mean like things like that like people you're right like he, he has no attachment to hermione it's only down there so harry has to choose and he wants to choose both or whatever that the whole thing going on so yeah that's and then a the good point people get
3: upset
1: but that's, that's a good point, though. Like, why wasn't it, uh, it Robert Pattinson's parents? Like, he really liked Joe that much. Wow.
3: I mean, maybe the parents were busy or they didn't want to let the parents know exactly what was happening, even though I they were watching so. all the tasks. Yeah. Maybe they I mean, didn't would want you parents want to know? To be
0: involved. <laughs> if you were a parent and you found out about this, would you, like, let them, would you let your kid compete? And I would, and I would pull my kid well, out well, of well, the Well, like, the in dad in crowd, no? Well, yeah, no, totally. And uh, look what happens to his son. He comes back, and that bit of the end
3: And oh, that bit of the end is... So
0: oh, yeah, yeah, no, the, oh, I do the, the, the way the that music plays, like, it's like... He's just dun, putting his, like, dun, 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 And it's like, no, it's not a happy time. Oh, it's oh, not yeah. And he's like, time. my
3: boy, my son. And you're just like, oh, my God. this.
1: That is... humanized the film so much. But, but we'll get there.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I had a thing about this part, this second... Uh, task. Um, if you can't find a way to breathe underwater, you're just done. You're shit out of luck. <laughs> like, that's not even in the rules anywhere, like, that you need to find a yeah. way to breathe on. Under- and yet, yeah, everybody finds, like, the way to own the bottom
3: way. and the mad people await you. And oh well, it means you want to try Wizard Champion after all, if you couldn't figure it out.
1: <laughs> well, I, and- I think it implies, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, the other wizards there are chosen, and witches or whatever they're called, um, are chosen.
0: Because they're very good at magic, right? So, like, they. Oh, I thought it was a random thing. I thought it was like Price is Right. Just come on down. We picked your name. No, I
1: think they're like all stars, right? Like, Victor Victor Crumb is like young, and he's already on his country's World Cup team. Um, Cedric, they say he knows all these spells, and he's been like studying this. Mm. Even at Harry's age, he was better at spells than Harry. It doesn't mean he's more powerful.
3: And he's like really, you know, quick on his feet at magic. He's kind of like. I think it's natural. especially because they brought in the age limit, I suppose, now because they're all seniors. It's kind of like they're at the end of their schooling. They're, you know, almost as prepared as we can make them because they've nearly finished school. So there's nothing else we can teach them. So they should be up for it. But obviously, Harry.
1: Yeah, Harry has to use his like natural quidditch skills.
3: But then Neville kind of helps him out, which I mean, it turns out that Neville was kind of. Helped him out more as a suggestion from Mad Eye Movie because Harry had to. Uh, I was the, the one who told him to tell you. <laughs>
0: I was the one who told him to tell you. I was the one who told him to tell you that. So it was, I was like, okay, dude, relax. <laughs> so,
3: yeah, the whole <laughs> thing was <laughs> orchestrated so Harry would end up in the graveyard at the end.
0: But Harry
1: is winning on tips from friends, as you're saying, yes. and his like,
3: moral fiber. That they his moral fibers. <laughs> Some might say
1: he's cheating. And and, and is, but I think it's allowed. And is like guile yeah. and his just like skill mm. like that. The other ones, it's like a contest of magic. So, just like to answer your question, like I just think they know spells. Mm-hmm. Like, it's assumed that at that point, and, and oh, with those people, yeah. that they'll know the spells to do that. And Harry has no like Good concept idea. or idea <laughs> of it. So, that's why he has to not- like, yeah. Use potions
0: and and go, you know, gotcha. work around. Neville has it. to tell him, right? Yeah. <laughs> Neville's like, oh, yeah, use the gillyweed. weed. And he's like, what's <laughs> that going to do? Grow gills or something? And he's like, Haha. and Neville's
3: kind of like, I'm not really sure. And then sort of he thinks Harry's drowned. So he goes, like, oh my God, I've killed Harry Potter. <laughs> I
1: did like that. He's given
3: in this plant and now I've like killed the chosen one. And oh my God. But no, it's all fine. He gets through with. From his moral fiber, so he gets extra points for Gryffindor thrown in as well, just you know, just because he was saving <laughs> people from sisters.
1: But, um, uh, I, and I just wanted to mention that I really liked how the mermaid people looked here. It's yes, quite unconventional.
0: Yeah, yeah, I thought they were because cool they're
3: definitely more like a creature, not yes. like a. They're sort of not really human. They're very, like, yeah. fishy that looks a bit like a human rather than a human that's a bit fishy. Which yeah, is kind something, Because like, yeah. then it makes them scary. Because if it was just, like, you know, a fancy lady down there with, like, beautiful hair, you probably wouldn't. <laughs> but if it's, like, no, a little like, kind like, of yeah. creature with sharp teeth that's, like, then it's kind of like, oh, yeah, this actually is a challenge because these horrifying little things are going to rip me to shreds in a minute. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I feel like if it was just, like, a normal half-human mermaid-looking thing, it'd be like, well, why aren't you just attending Hogwarts? Like, <laughs> what are you doing down here in the water? <laughs> like, but, th- but because they're sort of, like, creature-creature thing, It's the same reason why I feel like early on in the early movies, you see, like, the centaurs in the woods, and it's like, well, oh, okay, they're not quite civilized, right? Like, they're still more creature than mm-hmm. anything else sort of doing their thing. So I like that about the Harry Potter world is, like, you have your humans – And then you have, like, some things, like the elves and stuff, but, like, for the most part, the other stuff is all, like, creature kind of thing. There aren't, like, a you know what I'm saying? Like, I like that about it. Not everything talks. (laughs) Yeah, Hmm. no, I agree. (laughs) Um, And then a maze.
3: Yes, which doesn't seem, at the beginning, it doesn't seem as dangerous as the other challenges, but it turns out that the maze is sort of a magical maze, but it makes like You're the worst. You're kidding.
0: Magic <laughs> <Yeah. clears> maze?
3: <throat> yeah, I've just said that and realized it sounded I know. ridiculous. <laughs> I I like meant it them. more has an enchantment on the maze, which makes the worst parts of your personality come to the fore, and you could change in the maze, which we oh. find that Victor Crumb, the maze doesn't really work for him all that well, because he pretty much becomes murderous, and like his eyes have glazed over, and he kind of Pretty much just trying to attack everyone. Like he does something and magic's like flirt into a bush and then she's being kind of crushed to death by the maze.
0: So mm-hmm. it's kind
3: of <clears throat> and then he's kind of just walking around and it's like, uh no, I think he's actually gone a bit wrong and he's now trying to like kill everyone in the maze. Yeah, I wasn't but...
0: quite sure what was happening to him. I thought I thought um like, I knew for sure, like, mm. something was wrong in this maze. Like, that somebody was doing something that this was not how it was supposed to go. That's why I thought when, like, it started eating everybody that this was, like, mm. troubles. Like, this isn't how it's supposed to go. And then when I saw, well, the I think that's zombie... sort
3: of it. It is meant to go like that. It's just you okay. have to, that's the challenge. You have to try and overcome. Mm.
0: But, but the then when maze I saw,
3: and the worst parts of yourself, but I think oh, okay. Victor's just gone a bit too yeah. far. Yeah. He's, when when
0: yeah, they he's, show him and he's got like zombie <laughs> eyes and stuff I was like okay like this is someone did that to him to attack Harry during the challenge I didn't pick up that it was actually the challenge doing it to him Yeah, it was cooler. Of the,
3: and then unfortunately which I kind of don't really like I feel like I wish they'd let Fleur finish one of the challenge but she keeps being knocked out all the time and it seems a bit that's not happening to the guy like I don't ah, like yeah, the girl bad. in
2: the yeah. challenge <laughs>
3: they keep sort of she never makes it through and she always gets attacked. And it's like, she's actually throughout the whole movie. Everyone's like, you know, well then even Moody's like, you know, she's as much of a fairy princess as I am. Like Everyone's like, she's this strong, very skilled wit, but we never get to see that. Cause she keeps getting kicked out because yeah. something happens to her. Or like, and
0: it's, you know. it's weird no. that it would happen yeah. to her and <laughs> that JK Rowling is the author of all this and stuff and didn't make her like, You know like at least like part of the elite like what is she doing there if she's not even going to finish like a run like one of the tasks like i wanted to see her fight the dragon i wanted to see her rescue her you know it's just it's wrong that the one woman in the (laughs) tournament is like basically sidelined for the whole thing it's Mm -hmm. just not fair yeah like
1: harry harry has to save her sister
0: you know like yeah and
3: then he has to save her from being eaten by the maze essentially like you know victor has almost like murdered her really because but luckily harry came along but yes then even harry starts to go a bit kind of wrong and then something happens to cedric like he he sort of gets attacked by the maze as well and then sort of harry keeps running past him and then it sort of looks like he's not going to go back and help him that he's going to just go great that means cedric's out the way it means i can win but then he sort of turns around but then Cedric goes, like, for a minute there, I didn't think you were going to help me. And then Harry goes, yeah, for a minute I didn't think I was going to either. <laughs> like, I was going to let this magical maze mm. eat you. And But yes, they both make it to the port, to the cup, which it turns out is a port key, taking it back to the beginning of the film, and then they end up in a graveyard.
2: This and then is the it trap. just,
3: it, it's completely gone wrong. It's a trap. It's a port key. And then Cedric kind of realizes that straight away and then it's like uh i'm not sure what's happening why is this a graveyard why is this a port key but he doesn't think anything's wrong (laughs) but then harry finds that grave and then all of a sudden it's the grave of tom riddle's parents and then straight away he goes oh my god i don't know why this has happened but this is really bad and then he's kind of yelling we have to get back to the port key and then all of a sudden cedric's there he's fine He's alive, and then seconds later, Cedric is gone. Peter Lasted. Pettigrew just, like, you know. Actually, I think it was, like, Voldemort in his, like, tiny, creepy It's, like, he, part of like, the killed... ritual, he I thought. Him.
0: I thought it was, like, the beginning of the ritual where it's, like, he pins Harry. I think Harry... it's just because
3: he's kind of there, and they're just like, mm. that boy is just whatever. I'm actually oh, okay. here to kill Harry. Right. Like, this boy is just superfluous, but also I don't want him to be here, so we'll just kill <laughs> we him. We need so our privacy.
0: Cedric...
3: <laughs> so Cedric is completely dead. And then, yes, Peter Pettigrew comes out creepy baby voldemort and then there's a I love it cauldron and then they kind of start the whole process and then horrifyingly seconds later here he is we've been leading up to it we've seen him as a head we've seen him as a boy we've seen him in all these different ways but now all of a sudden here he is here's voldemort in the flesh without his nose <laughs> harry sort of becomes part of the ritual as well because they have to use, like, the blood of an enemy or whatever. And then yeah, that changes I that part. the magic. Because now Voldemort, because he now has a bit of Harry's blood in his veins, it sort of made the magic that his mother put on him doesn't work anymore. So now he can, like, touch Harry. Because he's not, like, you know, going to get burnt by now. his skin because of love anymore. So it kind of makes harry more vulnerable yeah i guess but then yeah all of a sudden all of these other adults show up and like half of them are parents of you know harry's classmates Which you know you don't normally go to school and people's parents are trying to kill you but
2: <laughs>
3: but they're all there and then sort of they all come back and go i've always served you my lord and he's like yeah well actually where were all of you when i've been creepy baby oh, i love that I love and they're all that. like no no i just had to pretend that was my true mask and it's like "Oh, will get out of my mouth boy and like Um, Dude, you might want to tuck all that long blonde hair in, because that mask isn't working very well. (laughs) Well, it's you, because no one else has, you know, long blonde hair like that. So maybe tuck that in.
1: (laughs) Again, that to me has always been one of the like (laughs) flaws of his freight wig of the series. All
3: that, just like
1: Slytherins are just so bad. Like there should not, there should not be a Slytherin house.
3: Yeah, they should just like you know get chucked them, but. I suppose we don't want them to be in someone else's
0: house. It's like they're not just evil, but they're bad. Like, they're actually bad at stuff. You know, like, they're bad, like... (laughs) They're like (laughs) stormtroopers. Yeah. I would imagine this was, like, a, a huge moment for fans, because, like, as a guy, as someone who just casually watches these, this is my favorite moment. Like, I didn't expect to see them, like, conjure... You know, toil and trouble boil the bubbling cauldron, Mm. like for real. And he's like, throw in my dad's bone and like (laughs) the blood of my enemy and like my servant's Mm. fucking hand is gonna, he's gonna chop his hand off. Like, I was like, this is fucking crazy. Like, I was like, we're really getting. I remember reading
3: this scene in the book, like, I think it was late one night and I was just reading and reading. And then I got to this bit and I was like, oh my God, it is going off right now. (laughs) Like, it's just. Yeah, they
0: make it worth it. They make it seem like worth yeah. the trouble you know like this was a very difficult thing to do it took 13 years and mm. they're like 99.9% successful because he comes back without his nose but other than that like <laughs> he's basically here <laughs> like it's and he and definitely, he's really strong know, it
3: does even though it's a horrible scary moment it sort of feels like a big payoff because like it would be awful if it had been 13 years we've been building up to it for all these films and then it's like he's there like it definitely is creepy and scary and
0: well that's the thing he's got a great personality in the sense that he's very theatrical and that's one of the things i love most about this voldemort guy is how how like i don't know how else to say but like he's got a hard-on for killing harry potter and he's just like ooh, i can feel it i'm gonna take my time and like flay the flesh off of you boy like it's just this the the joy in what he's doing he just comes through so much if i don't know if it's ray fines doing it having a great time or whatever or if it's <laughs> well, he's definitely in you know, general.
3: going for it with this role like he's just completely but he's- i i
0: personally I'm love far. it when when um he's over the top like it doesn't usually work for me when the villain is over the top i want him to sort of be more cool and collective because he feels more dangerous <laughs> but this guy's a wild card like he comes back and he's just like you know, like you said earlier, they're like, oh, master, like, we've been waiting for you. And he's like, no, you haven't. You're lying, <laughs> piece of shit, you know? And he's just like, don't like, lie to know, me.
3: <laughs> but yeah. Where were you 14 years ago? Like, why haven't any of you guys done this? Like, why am I only coming back now? Like, I've been waiting. Why weren't you doing this, you know, a year later? Why didn't you get my little baby body and bring me back? So he's kind of like, you know, I've been waiting around. The only one that's helping me is this kind of idiot over here who actually, yeah, and half the time he's a rat, but he just, right. You know, At least he does whatever I say. (laughs) Which I always hate watching this bit, like Harry's hiding behind the grave, and you just that bit, you just go like, I just want it to end, and like I don't want Harry to have to go around the other side because you can tell that Harry, for the first time, is completely horrified. Like nothing else seems to phase him, but in that moment, he just, he's just like, I just want this to end, and like I don't. Now I'm actually going. I'm really scared because it's me in a graveyard, and all these scary adults are trying to kill me, and I'm not. Actually, sure what to do because no one is here to help me. Which other times I've had my friends or <clears throat> Dumbledore, so he has to just do the whole thing by himself. So then he they sort of have like a magic battle, but then
0: well, they have his- a lightsaber battle basically. Yeah, but the <laughs> which <colors> kind of <laughs> reversed
3: <laughs> having a red light coming out of your wand is actually a good thing, and then green is bad, and then green works because it goes with Voldemort's kind of sneaky because even like his robes because i've seen the robes in person they look black on screen but actually they're green but they're such like a deep green that when you film them they look black but actually the robes almost don't look as scary in person because they're sort of they're kind of a nice green and they're like silk and floaty and like like i think that costume is amazing because it's very simple but it just works yeah then harry and voldemort are still unable to kill each other because kind of Yes. The way their wands create magic, the magic's kind of equal almost so they kind of have this moment that the two streams of light sort of come together but neither of them can like go further than that. Then everyone that's been killed by Voldemort's wand, sort of their ghosts kind of appear
2: I'm going to kill you Harry Potter. I'm going to destroy you <laughs> After tonight no one will ever again question my powers. After tonight, if they speak of you, they'll speak only of how you begged for death, and I, being a merciful lord, obliged. Get up! Uh... (laughs) Don't you turn your back on me, Harry Potter! I want you to look at me when I kill you! I want to see the light leave your eyes! Have it your
3: way. <laughs> Do nothing, he's mine to finish. <laughs> <laughs>
2: time, but
3: only a moment you understand Harry take my body back will you yeah so then Cedric goes like you know
2: Force please, take my, body,
3: please <laughs> take my body back to my dad and please you know like I just want my body to go back to him but then Harry's parents come out and then they kind of in that moment go we can't help you for long but we can help you long enough to you know get out of this so then they kind of the ghosts or like overpower Voldemort for a second Harry like runs back to cedric and then sort of just back yeah at the school and then yeah everyone's sort of in a great mood because they're like yeah it's the championship and the band's playing and it's it and then all of a sudden harry's just there with a dead body of cedric that very quickly the mood just completely changes and harry just has no idea what to do because now he's got the body of his friend like just laying here and everyone's like uh and then he <clears throat> tries to tell dumbledore but then Mad Eye Moody, who still thinks, who Harry still thinks, and we still think, is like his friend. All of a sudden, like you know, takes him to like another room and then starts talking. But then all of a sudden, starts talking about details that Harry goes, "Hang on a second, I didn't tell you that it was a graveyard, or I didn't tell you who was there." And then he goes like, "Uh, this is bad." (laughs) And then it sort of revealed that Mad Eye Moody has been making Pottery Juice Potion all year because actually. It's Barty Crouch. It's actually Doctor Who. Yeah, <laughs> the whole time he's in, <laughs> and then he sort of runs out of Polyjuice Potion, so he's kind of creepily like explaining the whole plot, but then turning back into himself. And then he has this weird, creepy tick thing that, like, he sticks his tongue out, but like he's a snake. It's a yeah, weird... he does
0: the Joker look. Really
3: sure, yeah, but that's a bit. Like... <laughs> and then, yeah, he's still like Harry's sort of like, look, I've completely had enough by now. But now she's just another <laughs> person trying to kill me, and then Moody. And then Barty Crouch is sort of like, I've actually been waiting this whole time and I'm going to be the one to kill Harry and like Voldemort's going to be so proud of me. But actually, no, he'll be really mad. But yeah, then everyone kind of rushes in at the last minute. All the teachers are there and then they kind of overpower him. And then you find poor little real Mad-Eye Moody like in the bottom of a magic box going like, hi, here I am. <laughs> I've been stuck in this box all year, but it's back. It's happened. Harry announces to the world that He's returned,
1: and it's one of these things where, like, as the kids have kind of, we're seeing them grow up. The series is now growing as well, from you know whispers of Voldemort and just like hijinks ensuing. Like, and from now on, it's like an all-out war till the end.
3: Yeah, and the fifth one gets really intense. But then, because like it seems like in this one, you'd go, well, of course, we've Harry's just told us we we believe because why would he lie but then he says that he's back all of harry's friends kind of believe it. but then by the next film it's like oh actually no The ministry of magic have decided they don't want to deal with it so then they all go like no that's actually not true and harry was making it up and he's like well i was there like i saw it and <clears throat> why do you think cedric died like did he just drop dead but then it, yeah from the fifth one on it kind of is a lot more serious and there are less cute little moments that we've had in the other ones or jokes or because it's just like a it's full on magic war time. <laughs> mm,
0: we've we've crossed but. the threshold. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so
3: that's I'm glad this one's all like Christmassy and stuff because you get some nice Christmas moments in it as well.
1: It's like the yeah. It's like their last moment of innocence almost. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say that like the entire original Harry Potter run, all were critically acclaimed, like some more than others, obviously. This actually has the third highest Rotten Tomatoes score. The highest was the actually the last one, Harry Potter mm-hmm. and Deathly Hallows Part 2, at 96%. I'm talking about critics, by the way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I like this more than the last one, and that was supposed to be the best one.
1: But and, Yeah, and Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which we did, again, on your show, Mike, got 90%. But this one got close. Look, we're splitting hairs here. 88%. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, well, yeah, yeah. Obviously, another awesome film. And I'm with you, Mike. I enjoyed this more than The Prisoner of Azkaban, though, you know, I really like Gary Oldman's performance. I think. Well, you
0: didn't didn't get him for a second here as a fireplace.
1: (laughs) That is true. That is true. Um, The audience score was 74%, which is a bit lower. Um, I'm not sure why. But on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 34,153,000 user ratings. Wow. So that's that's a lot of people. So, uh, <laughs> but of course, it's time for you guys to decide how you want to rate Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And remember, this is High School Slumber Party. We do things from an A-plus to F rating system here. Uh, so uh, whoever wants to go first.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to pull my senior status again. <laughs> <laughs> I am the perpetual senior of High School Slumber Party. But... Uh, uh, I yeah you know it's kind of fitting that we're at a school and we have to give this a school grade and everything like that. Um, but I want to give it sort of a magical flair to it. I'm gonna give this. You know, I actually surprised myself. Like I I was confounded a lot, and it's long and dense, but it's it's still fun and light, and manages to be like you. I never got lost in it, and that's a that's a tribute to this. And so, I'm gonna give this a. I'm going to go a little higher than I thought I would. I'm going to give this a B minor kiss, <laughs> which, is, which, which is a B minus. <laughs>
3: I mean, I'm probably a bit biased with these because I love them so much. And it's just, i read all the books, I've seen in the films, and it's just a big. So pretty much all the films get like a five star from me, but I would probably definitely give this one an A plus or an outstanding because that's the highest score you can get in the OWL <laughs> exams, which come up uh, kind of in the next one. But yes, an outstanding, <laughs> kind of the highest grade you can get at Hogwarts. Um, I'm going to give it that. I mean, I give that to all of them, but I definitely do really love this one, because it's got a bit of everything. It's got the teen awkwardness, it's got the adventure, it's got the magic, it's got the Christmas. It's intense, but it's also got fun moments. So this one's just like a really good, it's perfect for the middle as well. Like it's, a perfect middle point for the franchise.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm going to give this an A minus. Um, nice. I really enjoyed it. Like, I didn't expect to enjoy it this much because I saw the length and I was like, oh, does this one, like, really drag, you know? Um, but it didn't feel like it was two hours and a half or whatever. It really didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's a testament to the film. And it, it really makes me... This isn't a series, like I said, like I've watched you know, front to back it really makes me want to watch the next one and just see what happens. And like the middle film of any series should do that. Right. So yeah, I yeah. mean, again, a minus really enjoyed it. And again, it's Christmassy. How could you, how could you dismiss that? You know, like it's mm. just awesome. I and love the great it.
3: Great Hall looks so beautiful. With all the snow and the stuff. And like, I'd love to sit in a room that it's actually snowing in the room, but I'm not cold. <laughs> it's just pretty and magical and beautiful and sparkly. Like, and because it's, wintertime it's got that just instant christmas feel about it straight away
1: absolutely
3: because they're in a castle and it's snowing and there's fireplaces and twinkly everything so it's just
1: and a whole lot of magic Mm
3: full-on christmas like i think this can count as a christmas movie Counts, I'm wondering,
0: but, uh, I mean, what aren't there, can't there be like Jewish wizards and magicians too? Like, aren't they going to celebrate some Hanukkah, maybe Boxing Day, they Canadian wizards?
3: Well, they I probably think I do, just do as well. Pulling but teeth. <laughs> like in Australia or anywhere that you celebrate Christmas, people kind of do as much Christmas as they feel like. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I, if you just want to get into the the season, I guess, but you might go the Christmas thing's not really my thing, but I'm gonna enjoy it anyway because it's pretty and
1: it's, it's not like there it's was a fun
3: time at the school, like they might have Hanukkah as well during the year. We just didn't get that seen, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, not, it's not like there's a
0: nativity <laughs> set you know That's like, true. like, no, like no. they're not mm-hmm. like right. yeah yeah they're not like going to like <laughs> jesus stuff like if they just did like the sh- yeah the scene starts and it's just a close-up shot of christ on the cross and they slowly pull out to reveal harry potter eating his mince pie like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: no yeah exactly so uh you know this is i think going to be a fun one guys both of you get to pick one uh what sleeping bag, what Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire sleeping bag are you bringing to the slumber party?
0: Um, what was that guy's name? I'm bringing mine is the uh, the Quidditch star who shows up at the Hogwarts. What was his name again? The, the, the Russian guy?
3: Victor Crumb. So, yeah, know, like I got a
0: I got a crumb bag. <laughs> <laughs> like but it looks it like a baseball card, uh, kind of like a. Like a bird it, bird. It, yeah, you know how you can get like, like pictures he's on a broom.
3: just you know,
0: you can get like <laughs> pictures put on cakes and stuff, and it's almost just like a laser copy. Yeah, it's just you know, a nice big image of him riding a broom.
1: <laughs> I didn't expect that, but <laughs> well, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Shani?
3: Um, I'd probably go for something. Kind of Christmassy, maybe a bit magical, maybe something that's sort of blue, but magically it has like a glow, it lights up. There's not like LEDs in it, but it's just magically twinkling, something like that, you know? So you just get nice Christmas glow while you sleep. I don't know. (laughs) That's
0: cool. I just just realized he used the invisible cloak in this movie. Mm -hmm. So maybe an invisible sleeping bag? Mm.
3: Mm. But would you become invisible or just the sleeping bag?
0: Oh, yeah, I wouldn't know mm. where I put it.
3: Because <laughs> ah. then you'd be in it and people would go, I want to, oh, they look a bit cold. And then they'd put a blanket on you and you'd go, No, I've got my invisible sleeping bag on. It's fine. I'm lucky.
1: <laughs> I don't care what my sleeping bag looks like. I'm trusting the fashion designer who designed the French girls' school uniforms.
0: Oh, I choose. thought you were going to say Ron's robe.
1: No, <laughs> no, opposite. Yeah, it's
3: just that as a sleeping bag. It's opposite. lacy, it's itchy, it's maroon, but. <laughs>
1: Oh, we didn't talk about Hagrid and his girlfriend, right? Oh, right, right. Mm,
3: yeah. Then even Hagrid gets a bit of romance. Cause the principal of Bobatton's, because Hagrid's like a half giant, but she's kind of like a
0: a full giant, a
3: small. She's like a giant giant, but a bit smaller than others. Yeah. But yeah. They kind of have a bit of a romance, and he tells her a bit about his it, life and his dad. And yeah, his dad—that is the
0: craziest throwaway, where he's like, "Ah, oh, me dad. When I was six, I so <laughs> I big, I put him put up, him on, the up on the counter. counter. Like, guess, we, we all had a pocket. big laugh about it. I was like, what
3: <laughs> the fuck?'" Kind of a dad, but like now, now it's just me and like, a, you know. So I think. He I mean, like now like
0: I live out in the woods really with my hippogriff. Really <laughs>
3: Hagrid tall, is.
1: <laughs> Hagrid is like an undisputed good guy, right? Like mm-hmm. mm. even though some people, you know, at certain times try to blame him for things. We know him as an undisputed good guy.
0: Mm. Heart of gold.
1: So it's nice to see that there's someone in this world who appreciates Hagrid and, you know, like might wanna date him or something.
2: <laughs>
1: mm. Um
0: personally I wanted to see the principal of the girls school with uh, Warwick Davis's character. That would been <laughs> a match made in heaven.
1: Very, very big height difference there. <laughs> All right, so this segment, remember, rent two movies, get one free, mm-hmm, since, since mm-hmm. there's two of you. We, we just you know, went to Good our boy. video store. We rented Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Now each one of you gets to choose one film that we'll also bring over to the slumber party and watch.
0: Okay, uh, this was a tough one. I always forget about this segment, so um, I was thinking about this as we've been talking mostly but I'm gonna have to do like sort of a half shout out to another show on the network if you don't mind because uh I just want to invoke the good folks over at Too Fast Too Forever for a second because there is a Vin Diesel movie out there called The Last Witch Hunter and like it starts uh, Vin Diesel is like his D&D character back in the old you know sword and castle days and he he literally picks it picks up today, and he's like thousands of years old, still hunting witches and stuff. And so uh, it's not the best movie, but it, it's a it's a laugh. Like it'll kill an afternoon, or like put it on while you're doing some work or something. Elijah Woods in there, Egret from Game of Thrones is in there somewhere. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna. Say, pick that up. Vin Diesel, The Last Witch Hunter.
1: <laughs> Didn't expect that either. So. Oh, it's
0: thematic. It goes with the wizards and, you know, the magic <laughs> and all that kind of stuff.
1: How about you, Shani? And remember, every other Harry Potter is disqualified. That's too okay. easy. Okay. Does
3: it have to be like, Obviously not high school themed because that Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel de- no. definitely isn't in high school. <laughs> I don't <was laughs> think no. either. Either high school. Which is
0: or Christmas. So one it of could those be three. anything. It could be anything <laughs> you want. Right.
3: Um, I'll probably go for something really Christmassy because may as well. Um, maybe something to watch after this, just because it's so intense. Oh, I probably pick maybe because it's still sort of got some sort of magical elements. Maybe we could watch Elf. That's always a fun, oh, I feel like would okay. be a fun sleepover film. And, you know, after the intensity of Voldemort coming back, I think we need, you know, some Christmas, full on Christmas spirit, a lot of smiling, you know, all of that kind of <laughs> thing. But
0: I'm that- down for it. So game.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I, I think those are both interesting choices. We're going to have a fun night, that's for sure. We'll really appreciate uh, you two coming on and Shawnee being the Harry Potter expert and Mike being just the expert in all things film. Uh, anything you want to plug, <laughs> where where people can follow you? Um,
0: oh, that's fine. Who me? <laughs> the both of Come, you. Um, you can check me out uh, at the Cage Club Network, cageclub.me. I'm on several shows there. Third Times a Charm is is my own show that I run and produce on my own Brian is my unofficial co-host over there lots of fun that's when we were talking Harry Potter 3 with Shawnee so Mike Um, I,
1: I have been on hiatus yes yes and you
0: might be for a few more episodes but you know that doesn't mean you're never coming back and you don't always have a home uh, if you want it. Uh, but also, <laughs> I just want to mention that Fridays are for fun and currently me and co-founder Joey Lewandowski are going through the c- careers of both Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks and the Tom Tom Club. So every other week we alternate Fridays with uh, Hanks for the Memories and Cruise Club. And we're about, I think, halfway through Cruise and we are in a stretch of Hanks that is really good right now. So tune in to those shows. We're having a lot of fun. And also, Joey and I have started our Elvis podcast, Viva Pod Vegas, which we are watching all 30 or 31 Elvis movies. Uh, so we're checking those out. We just released the second one of those loving you, which is uh, Oh boy, it's something else. So, <laughs> um, so that'll do it for me.
3: Well, I don't have a long list of things like that, but um, yeah, um, you can just find me on Twitter um, at Shawnee made and I'll, you know, be posting about this on the high school slumber party Twitter. I'm sure, but um, posting about Christmas stuff. And yeah, I've been on a few other episodes of the podcast, but if you yeah want to listen to me talk more Harry Potter, yeah, ch- check out Third Time's a Charm" for the Prisoner of Azkaban. But yeah, but just I'm just Christmasing it up at the moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Merry Christmas, guys! Happy holidays, Merry and Christmas, you know. Everyone. Happy New Year as well, if I don't speak to you before then.
0: No, oh, thank you very much.
1: Wow. Shawnee sure knows her Harry Potter. I feel like she recounted the entire uh, last third of the film right there. <laughs> but it's awesome, though. I love passion. I love her passion. I love Mike Mansy's passion. And I hope you enjoyed our episode on
0: Harry Potter
1: and the Goblet of Fire. I know I did. Woo! feel like I need to get some Christmas shopping done. You know I haven't gotten any Christmas shopping done. That's not even a lie. That's not even a ploy for High School Slumber Party. i got to go out and i got to do that. Hey, by the way, you know what's a great stocking stuffer? High School Slumber Party. It's the gift that keeps on giving every week on Fridays. It's awesome. It's fun. You clearly enjoy it because you're still here. Tell a friend about it. Next week... You have some homework you have some christmas break homework and it's what i said before go on our social media on facebook on twitter high school slumber party and take a little survey i'm doing guess what the godfather himself joey lewandowski will be stopping by next week because we're going to talk about well high school movies but maybe all high school movies no specific movie to watch it's the end of a decade And that's what uh, Joey and I are going to kind of talk about. It's going to be fun. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. (sighs) I'm getting a little tired, getting a little sleepy. No, no, need to shop. Merry Christmas, everyone, if you do celebrate. If you don't celebrate, then happy whatever day it is this, this year. But enjoy your holidays, guys. Really, really, thank you so much. I'm so appreciative. And we'll see you one more time in 2019 next Friday. I'm going to leave you with a cool Harry Potter song. One of those songs from the dance that we were talking about. This one is called Magic Works. Later, dudes!
2: This one's going out to all the lovers out there. Hold each other tight and keep each other warm. Your final dance This is Your final chance To hold The one you love know you've waited long enough.